0: This is Geek Gab with your host, Dornall and me, Daddy Warpig. We are back. Geek Gab for Saturday, May 30th, 2020. Man, I'm <laughs> I guess it's taking time to kick in. Oh. I really did eat something, but I guess it's just taking a little bit of time to kick in because my brain just hit the end of that where I was supposed to say something else and it went, eh, I can take it or leave.
1: It blew all your energy on that high energy intro, which I appreciate. I really, nothing, I know I know that, that some people react well to it, some people react poorly to it, but every time you start that high energy intro, I'm pumped. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my 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 hand reflexively pumps when you say we are back i'm just
0: i'm excited though cuz we ha- we missed last week yeah built up a little bit of energy uh you were you were
1: sick and but uh, as everybody can tell you're you're back and so we're glad to have you back
0: it wasn't I was uh, so very sick it wasn't death by covid no 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 it wasn't covid yeah grateful for that
1: uh, so, so so welcome welcome back DW how, how was your how was your not the non-sick portion of your last couple of weeks?
0: Uh, very very good actually really good. I'm excited. Uh, I'm very excited the I've moved on from illustrations to uh, photographs. Um, which has moved uh, everybody who listens to the show regularly knows a few weeks ago I talked about how illustrations help get my creative juices flowing for uh, some parts of my secret project. Well, illustrations, it's really easy to find like cyberpunk or um, other things, science fiction. And that helped me focus on some, those aspects of the secret project, but uh, moving from paintings and drawings and things like that to actual photographs is pictures of models and uh, photo manipulations and Photoshop and things like that helped me focus on an entirely different set of, uh, of areas because um mm-hmm. Uh, There is a whole big, uh, I don't know, almost genre now uh, among Eastern European photographers that's uh, them making just unbelievably gorgeous photographs of uh, the illustrating traditional fairy tales. Just fabulously beautiful, and so I've been looking at those for the past few weeks, and they've been really helping me to uh, work on on fairy tale things, which is just awesome, um, absolutely amazing. And I only am going to say this part because it's going to tie into some stuff we're going to discuss later. Um, And I don't know how to say this because I don't want this to sound creepy because it's not creepy. It's genuinely the truth. I have. I'm <laughs> I have. You got to understand with photographers, they will post so many gorgeous photos. But interspersed with all these gorgeous photos of fairies and knights and elves and archers and uh, all this other stuff are a certain number of uh, nude shots. Sure. That's just what photographers do. Um, And I've been looking at so many... I just I'm numb to it now. <laughs> just, you're jaded. I'm
1: jaded. I just oh, I think we I think we talked about this before. Yeah. I mean and you can't you can't blame them if you're a, if you're a young male photographer and and your your hobby or your profession is a secret key that unlocks uh, you know dumb, pretty models to disrobe in front of you. You know what? You're going to take advantage of that. You're going to take advantage of that every day you can. Besides, some of them are beautiful, too. It's just me being cynical.
0: I am. I have seen so many boobies in the last couple of weeks that I'm just numb to it. It's just not even... Okay, so... It's just not even aesthetically appealing anymore. You're just like, you're moving through the photographs and you go, yep, there's some movies.
1: (laughs) Sorry to hear that.
0: (laughs) I don't think this is going to be a permanent thing, mind you, but right now I've got a job to do and I don't have time necessarily to waste on every photo, but I do say this. Um, Some of these photographs are just... Absolutely mind-blowingly gorgeous. Uh, if, by the way, audience, if you're into and I've posted some of them. Um, if you're into beautiful, beautiful pictures, some of the art uh, photographers, and I can type these up into the chat so you can see the so you can see the names, um, and they do again. Um, traditional sort of Russian or Scandinavian folklore. Um, Some of the uh, uh, vampire pictures they put up are absolutely chilling, but just really beautiful. Um, There is a specific Scandinavian creature that is a beautiful woman with animal horns on her head. And, I can't remember the name of it, and I wish I could. I haven't been able to search for it and find it again. It begins with an H, but uh, the pictures they've made of of beauties with that kind of setup are just gorgeous or witches. And, of course, I've saved all the photos that uh, have been inspiring, but they are absolutely, um, absolutely gorgeous. So the only name I can remember – off the top of my head right now is Lillian Liu. And she's got a website where she's got a bunch of uh, pictures. Uh, So I put that name in the chat. You can search that up. Um, And I believe Anita Anti is another one. Um, And there's a couple more that, just are absolutely fabulous with it. And, uh, I guess we can put them in the notes under the show. Um, and maybe I'll think of a couple of more that I'm really, uh, really looking. Yeah. We'll add them in. We'll do whatever you find.
1: Uh, we'll, we'll get the links in later, but
0: yeah, I just, I am so grateful. um, for finding some of these, and not even because it, you know, helps me on my project. They're just absolutely, utterly gorgeous. And some of them are doing um, monsters, right? They're doing hideous, really disgusting things, but they're so compelling and so interesting. And of course, I need inspiration for monsters too. And you look at him, and you're going, man, that would make an awesome, awesome monster. And one of those guys is named Stefan Giselle. Um, and I'm putting his name in the chat too. So, um, but yeah, I've been working my tail off. And then the last couple of days, I've just been doing. Uh, I guess you might call it daydreaming, but it's not really daydreaming. It's just deep, deep, deep imagination work. Taking a situation and imagining, you know, just visualizing in my head what would happen visually and adding in sort of the cold um, consequences You know, okay, so here's the city of Philadelphia. What if the entire population were put into this really strange situation? What would they need? Who would they take charge of? They're cut off from the federal government, they're cut off from the state government, but they have, you know, in Philadelphia itself, they have an FBI office, they have uh, federal judges, they have, um, you know, the governor might be there or whatever, but the mayor's, it's really his city and he's in charge. How's he going to finesse it? Who's going to try to take control? How's he going to tell the FBI they're not in command? And then what are they going to do about food, about water, about survival? And then you go on and all these seemingly dry, um, all these seemingly dry details Um, and then all of a sudden I come around a corner after a couple of hours of this and realize, oh, okay, what they would need to do is send out an expedition. Um, okay, what are the details of expedition? And all of a sudden it's bam, story idea. Ah, the rest of that isn't an interesting story, but it's great background For this story, to talk about how desperate the circumstances is, but the expedition itself, what happens on it, how they organize it, what equipment they have available, how they have to adapt to these difficult situations. Now, that is a story. And so I'm just stacking all these things up and filling it out. And all of a sudden, bam, ah, now there's an opportunity for an interesting story. So you know, just uh, imagining where Philadelphia is, what situation it is, and what everything looks like, what, you know, what the terrain and what the clouds and everything else looks like and how it all works and, and things like that, a bunch of dry, boring stuff that the audience doesn't need to know, but which all contribute to why they're in such desperate straits and why they need this expedition and why it's so key. So that was several hours off and on of work, that was purely mental imaginary work. And so, yeah, the last few weeks have been awesome. I'm so excited. I've made tons of notes. I've got things getting organized and, uh, yeah, that's my last few weeks.
1: That's outstanding. I'm glad to hear it's so productive.
0: I am excited beyond, uh, uh, beyond anything i've felt before yeah well i mean that that's
1: it we're, we're done then that's I, <laughs> you have to end on a high note man <laughs> uh that no seriously that's great I, i'm i'm happy to hear it and as always i'm really looking forward to the stuff that you so what i can say this but I get a sneak preview occasionally of, of the stuff he's talking about. And I really, and every time he talks about, it, I'm like, you gotta, you gotta let some out, let some out because it's r- some really cool, really interesting stuff. Not interesting to everybody. Like he said, sometimes it's, it's Monday nitty gritty stuff, but it's really cool to hear what's going on. So appreciate it.
0: Well, how was your week, by the way?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. My week, my week was pretty good. Uh, what? Well, the main thing that I'm, Dealing with right now is uh, I've been playing D and D online with some friends, and normally that's not noteworthy. Uh, but I've I've been avoiding the online games until this uh, until we've been forced into social distancing, and uh, we're 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 almost hitting our stride as a new group with a with a DM who's who's putting in a lot of work, uh, and it's good stuff. Uh, we, we finally had achievement unlocked, as they say. We finally had our session that was completely dedicated to planning the next adventure. That was it. We, we spent like two and a half hours on on roll 20, just going over clues and handouts and and, and talking about our options and, and what we wanted to accomplish as a group. Cool. that's which is weird, but yeah. It sounds like a horrible waste of time, but everybody had a good time. Um, I wanted to, I did want to switch gears real quick. Say hello to everybody hanging out with us live. Uh, now that we're settled in, Simon Hogwood, Emmett Fitzhume, Jackson Anderson, Bradford Walker, Mega Buster, Shepherd is back. Um, so it's awesome to have you guys listening live. Uh, I did want to single out. Bradford Walker, Bradford Walker's doing okay. There's some, there's some troubles in his city. He's out there in in Minneapolis. Uh, But uh, I'm glad to see that you're okay and ready to hang out. And and that's the last
0: we'll talk about that so that you can focus on all fun. Yeah, I've been discussing those kinds of things on Twitter. I guess the one thing I will say um, is that Sophia Narwitz, I think that's how you pronounce it, who is uh, a video games, uh, an independent uh, video games journalist, um, lives in one of those cities that's currently experiencing riots. And she went out for, um, oh, two, three days in a row and has spent 10, 12 hours a day uh, documenting the riots, just doing independent journalism, uh, and has live-tweeted it out on Twitter. And that's just damn impressive, and you can go check that out on the account. Um, so I would certainly... Uh, I retweeted the, the, the thread last night... Um, but I just wanted to mention, I find that, you know, incredibly uh, impressive to have gone and done that, and uh, obviously it's dangerous to to do that, but, you know, for someone who's a journalist, to go and do that is uh, is impressive to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, civilians, I, I would not recommend that, but if you're a journalist, uh, go and do some journalism, like the like the mainstream journalists aren't necessarily doing. <laughs> yeah, journalists haven't been
1: doing journalism for a long time, so this is a golden opportunity for someone to actually show some chops.
0: So, yeah, that's, that's all I wanted to talk about is just uh, uh, give you a heads up if you follow uh, Sophia or if you, uh, you know, if you know people who do, go check it out. It's interesting fair enough uh, well in happier
1: news or at least more exciting news uh, uh, today we're supposedly getting a new rocket launch from SpaceX and NASA holy
0: cow that was supposed to happen three hours ago
1: was it they're 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 li- the weather doesn't look great but they're live and the launch is an hour or so they should be if everything goes well they should be lifting off right at the end of the
0: show what? I thought
1: it was nine a.m. Eastern time. I what X? I don't know. It's it probably was pushed back. But the way this timing goes, it'll be three uh, thirty Eastern time. Yeah, three twenty-two p.m. Eastern time is what they're saying.
0: I uh, was, was live tweeting the last launch, the last attempt at a launch on the twenty-eighth. That was disappointing.
1: Yeah, they had to scrub it because of the weather, huh?
0: Yeah.
1: So this is the, the first manned mission to space in, I don't know how long. And uh, it's it's strange that the, the whole interaction between NASA and SpaceX, that they've sort of offloaded that work to essentially a private company, which is kind of strange, but appropriate for 2020, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's. uh, (laughs) I'm laughing because in between the Scrubbed mission and today's launch, uh, they had another SpaceX rocket uh, that they were sending up, an unmanned test of of a Flight SN4 that just had a static fire on the launch pad and just blew the hell up. Oh boy!
1: Uh, It's incredible, isn't it the 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 fine line between having a rocket automatically land itself on on a landing pad versus everything disintegrating in
0: fire? Yeah, dangerous stuff. I think somebody was tweeting said, "Okay, nobody tell the astronauts." I was just like, dag. I mean, space travel is inherently dangerous, and I don't I don't see being able to make that safer without some radical advances in materials technology because. You have to go to space on top of things that go boom, and most of the things that go boom real well that you can control um, are also highly, you know, caustic or uh, otherwise really difficult to handle in large quantities, and and they want to go boom, and. If you give them a chance to go boom in any way other than the controlled, precise way that you need them to, they're going to do it. Uh, And the fact that we've been able to go to space so many times with Apollo and with the Space Shuttle and Mercury and all the others is just incredible. It is a testament to engineering. Design and manufacturing—it's uh, it, a testament to human ingenuity, and uh, I just see that, and it's like, hey, it's amazing.
1: It is outstanding.
0: Oh yeah! And then uh, yesterday, someone posted a—we had to scrub. The 28th, because of weather, and then someone yesterday posted a Soyuz rocket going off that the Russians are sending up directly into a thunderstorm. And uh, they they cut it and recut it from several different angles, so I couldn't tell, but it got hit by at least one massive lightning bolt going up, uh, and did not blow up. Wow.
1: Because when you say Russian rocket, I did not blow up is a twist ending.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Russia is the Florida of Europe. Wow. I guess so. I just. (laughs) These guys, you see these guys, these engineers stacking their beer cans by the. By the console. One of them's filled with, you know, an inch of beer and a bunch of cigarette butts. <laughs> <laughs> they just turn to the other and say, you storm! Eh, we lunch. He'll <laughs> <laughs> <It'll> be okay. He'll <laughs> <It'll> be okay. <laughs> Boom, there it goes. Lightning strikes. See? He's okay. His <laughs> best weather. <laughs> so yeah just been uh, uh, it's been a fun two days the last couple of days on Twitter yep for sure uh, so <laughs> are we ready to talk about another contributing factor to my uh, uh, current shell shock with regards to female anatomy.
1: <laughs> that's, that's a great setup. I can't wait to find out what follows.
0: So there's a band out there and I guess I have to use the band term band loosely. Cause it's really just one guy, one uh, French guy. Um, who who, uh, it's called Carpenter Brute. And they do retrowave wave uh, or synth wave music. And they're really quite good. And uh, when, uh, when your programmer friend came on who worked on like Halo and Oni and things like that, worked for
1: Bungie. Mm, and
0: he, he wanted us to talk about things that we loved. And I talked about synth wave um it's that genre same genre but it's a band i hadn't discovered yet um (laughs) this is from the chat do not worry much better than capitalist design (laughs) trust me i'm an engineer
1: (laughs) we we know space better than your precious american capitalist design
0: took us nine years to get back in space dang nine we had to have a private company do it what the hell are we paying nasa Elon musk got us back into space i know nine years nine nine years
1: well I I hate to go there, but have you noticed who's been in control of the federal government for the past nine to, I don't know, 15
0: years? I just, uh, I'm glad we're back into space. I am.
1: It's awesome. Speaking of back into space, back into space.
0: Blood Machines, which began life as a, a music video for Carpenter Brute, is all about starships. Kind of, sort of. So. I'm trying to. Start.
1: You broke my mind there. I, I missed the connection.
0: Hmm. <laughs> It is a Shudder original series. There was a a music video for the band called Turbo Killer that came out several years ago. I I think five years ago. It had a really, really freaky, cool aesthetic to it. Um, And that's pretty much all it was, was aesthetic. It's a music video, and so the story didn't really make sense um But it looked cool, looked cool as hell. And the, and the song was really, really good. It's available on YouTube. We'll stick a link into, uh, into the description so you can watch it after the show. Um, but the end of the video was a bunch of cars racing up the side of a spaceship That was taking off. Uh, The lead car was escaping from them and all the other cars were starting to fall one by one and so forth. And then a couple other things happened and the music video ended. Turbo killer. And so everybody loved the video. uh, And so they decided they wanted to make a movie kind of based on the video. So they jumped to Kickstarter and got funding um, and uh, shot the movie and then did another Kickstarter to make it even better. They got a deal with Shudder. Shudder paid him some money to show it on their streaming channel. We've discussed Shudder before. Um, I've seen a couple of great shows on Shudder. And then... I was waiting and waiting and waiting, and finally the the release date for this movie came out like 10 days ago. So I watched it, Um, and it is aesthetically fascinating. It's a gorgeous or alternately horrific-looking movie, and I mean horrific in the sense of arousing horror. Um, and so it's great. Just like the photos we were talking about again at the beginning of the show where, you know, the beautiful stuff is beautiful and the hideous stuff is hideous, um, although they did not go nearly as far as uh, some of the photos I've been looking at. But it is aesthetically interesting, and they did a lot of great stuff with it. Um, it it's not a feature film length. Shutter broke it up into three episodes, And once you get, once you cut out the credits at the end of each episode, it turns out to be about 45 minutes long of actual show. Um, so it's not a, you know, long viewing. You could take it in and very quickly.
1: It's more like an episode
0: of television. Yeah. It's like one episode of television. Um, The story such as it is is really really wonky the background to to the I don't know if I should call it a movie or a series it feels really weird calling it a series um is is really unexplained and It makes everything kind of weird. And it really is like a slower TV episode where the focus of it is on the music, which is by Carpenter Brute, the band that they made the original video for. They have an entire album of the music for this uh, show, uh, and it's fun it's a it's a great album so if you have a chance to check it out if you've got a subscription to a streaming music service um or if you want to you know pick it up it is more carpenter brood it's more retro wave more synth wave and and it's great i enjoyed it um i have a subscription to apple music so i have the luxury of most of the time being able to just if i hear a artist's name or an album I want to check out, I can just go and download it immediately and be listening just a few minutes later. Um, So uh, I'll be honest, and this is what it it feels like to me. Back in the good old days of MTV during the eighties, artists would sometimes release like super extended music videos with a plot and acting and um, things like that, that they would be like 15 minutes or half an hour or even longer. Um, This feels like a 45 minute music video. That's great.
1: I've heard music videos described as as the last or the latest uh, true American art form.
0: It's not bad. It's actually really good in the sense that you go in expecting a music video. If you go in expecting a a movie or a TV show, you'll probably be disappointed because you'll be like, what the heck is going on? But if you go in saying, oh, okay, this is a 45 minute Carpenter Brute music video, and that's your mentality, then you'll be like, oh, this is an awesome music video, then, um, yeah, you probably really enjoy it. I appreciate Um, the warning. I imagine the
1: casual shutter browsers looking for their next dopamine hit of, of red colored corn syrup is going to click on this and go, what the heck is this? (laughs) Um,
0: it is bizarre as heck, though. Um, so what I'm about to say isn't spoilers because it's literally the opening scene of a movie. And I have a I have a strong opinion that if you talk about what's in the very first scene of a movie, that that's not really spoilers. You can't consider that spoilers. <laughs> that's just the opening scene. <laughs> um, So, one spaceship that's part of, like, the galactic ruling the the police or the military shoots down another. It goes down on a planet. It lands to capture people or salvage or something. Um, And the people they shot down... Are really all angry and upset because they've endangered the spirit of the ship. Although they're not really clear on saying that, you only learn that later in the show. And as they're arguing with these uh, barbarians, these rebels, um. a naked chick covered with glitter with an upside down glowing cross on her forehead and you can see this cuz that was the thumbnail to the show comes floating up out of the spaceship into the sky into space and starts traveling at a uh, superluminal that is you know faster-than-light speeds, and so they capture one of the barbarians, the one in charge, and take off after this, you know, floating naked chick. And that's what kicks off the rest of the show. Um my main difficulty with the plot. And again, if you think of it as a music video, you're not going to be expecting a super coherent plot because you're there for the music. You're there to enjoy the visuals. I I went in expecting kind of a movie. (laughs) And so I was constantly befuddled by what was going on because I couldn't force it to make sense. (laughs) I was trying so hard to force all the events on screen to make sense. I was inventing circumstances where it would make sense. And all I can say is I really, really think that this music video would only make sense in Brian Nehemiah's um, pirates go to hell universe. <laughs> Space pirates go to hell universe. Um I don't know if that's a challenge for Brian, or you
1: know. <laughs> that's right. We'll set, sign him up for the thirty-day free trial of Shudder. and say give him a link. Be like, "Hey, watch this. How how can you make this canon in your Soul Dancer <laughs> universe?"
0: So you know, and after that, things happen, and it ends up there's a whole bunch of these spirits of starships during the climactic battle. And by that point, you're just kind of shell <laughs> with <laughs> nudity. You're just like, ah! <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, the visuals of the starship, um, the visuals of the control room, what's going on the visuals of space and the area they get to and all of this are they're fun they're visually interesting the music is great and so if you like carpenter brood or you like music videos it's well worth a watch as long as you know what you're getting um but if you don't, you're going to be so confused. So confused. So confused. <laughs> just don't try to rationalize it. Or do. Maybe you'll have a better job. <laughs> Maybe you'll do a better job or have a better... uh, uh, uh Have better results than I did. <laughs> I just... I was like, man, they... Whoever made this is just crackerjack at making music videos. They are absolutely ace, but they do not know how to script uh, long-form visual trauma. <laughs> um, and really, the reason why we're using this picture as the thumbnail is because every other picture of the thumbnail has a topless woman in it. Oh, okay. This uh
1: cause you're cause you're on Shudder and when you're on Shudder this is not a is not a place for families.
0: Yeah, it's it's horror movies, man. I mean they've got every, they've got tons of 90s horror movies or excuse me, 80s horror movies on there, you know. Uh I think they've got right now. Murder Party at the slime bowl bowl-o-rama or whatever that is. Just prime 80s cheese um horror movies. Uh so and I'm not saying that to be I'm not saying that in derogatory way. I mean those are classic horror movies, but you know, uh those horror movies ha- tended to have, uh, they got Maniac, Slumber Party Massacre, Slumber Party Massacre 2. They've uh, got the uh, a lot of uh, uh, Amadou Diallo movies uh, from the 70s. Those really hardcore uh, Italian horror movies, All the Colors of the Dark. Got prom night. The hills have eyes. Oh yeah, sorority babes in the slime ball bolorama rama. Um, wow. Chopping mall. Um, <laughs> just you know, classic, classic, classic eighties sci uh, or uh, slasher movies. Um. And you gotta look at them going, Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, having a having a movie title card with some nudity on it is just not all that not all that shocking because of everything else that's on the site. If you're on shutter, you're there for horror and there's a lot of nudity in it, typically collectively, if not in any one given movie. And and I don't want to say this. It's not an exploitation film. It's not a trauma movie, um, which is what I'm going to talk about for the last few minutes of the show. It's not a... It's not a softcore movie. It's not a Playboy movie. I don't want to... uh, push this in that direction. It's just... Capping (laughs) off... Capping off a couple of weeks of perusing fashion editorials. And I admit, I've never read fashion magazines before. I've never read Vogue or Cosmo or any of these other fashion magazines. But having been introduced to the world of fashion, and having seen fashion editorials. And an editorial means something different in the fashion world than it means in, like, newspapers, which is what I'm used to. An editorial is a pictorial talking about introducing clotheslines and stuff, lines of clothing from specific, uh, either with a specific theme or from a specific designer or whatever. Um, those are very, very revealing. I had no idea (laughs) that's what fashion was all about. These fashion magazines have a lot of revealing um, photography in them. Um, But, yeah, it just... uh, And it's not even presented like lustfully. It's not there to be nudity. It's one chick and she's in heavy, heavy makeup so she doesn't even look human. Uh, But still, it's just every time that character is on screen you're like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) There she is. I don't know. And the upside down cross thing? I don't I don't understand why that's there other than the fact that that was in a music video. In the original music video, the Turbo Killer one, because it doesn't really bear on any of the events that happen. It doesn't just, seem to happen. It's just cool. It is. It's just cool. It looks really cool, this glowing cross on the middle of her forehead, but it doesn't really affect anything. It doesn't really have anything to do with anything. It doesn't have any meaning. Yeah. That's funny. It, if you, Again, that's, that's one of those things like... If you're writing a movie, it it better darn well mean something. It better darn well affect events. It better darn well have something to do with something by the end of the show, or at least be explained in a one-line throwaway. But if it's a music video, who cares? Style over substance, baby. Yeah, it's just a music video. so.
1: That reminds me of a couple of music videos in the past that, that sort of have, have done that sort of thing. If you, do you recall, I think one of the most expensive music videos ever made was the perfect drug by nine inch nails. Do you remember that one? I've never seen that music video. It's a great music video, but it's all style, no substance. It's, it's got like a Gothic horror, Edgar Allen Poe vibe to it. Uh, and uh, I, it's, it's worth a watch. It's a, Trent Reznor decides to try drum and bass for, for a song. And uh, and speaking of music, you know, hour long music videos that actually tell a story, have you seen the Daft Punk uh, music video, Interstellar 5555? No. All right, put that on your list. Uh, well, you don't like Daft Punk, but whatever, put it on your list. No, no, um, I love Daft Punk. Um, oh, you just hate Around the World. Got it. No, so- like
0: around the World. Oh, I think good. you're confusing me with somebody else. I
1: must be. Oh, I could have sworn
0: it was you. My apologies. <laughs> um, the uh, I, I, I did yeah, like the remixed Tron album better than the original Tron album. Um, that could be it.
1: Well, then you absolutely have to see the Interstellar 5555. It's their second album, Discovery, done to uh, an anime. And the anime actually tells a story. Is the story dumb? Yes. Does it make any sense? No, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it it is a story and it's done in, uh, which animation studio is that? I don't know the names off the top of my head. Um, I'm counting on Bradford Walker to, to know this one. They did the, the same style of animation as the Captain Harlock series and a couple of other, a uh, couple of other things. Uh, some of you, there's got to be a, there's got to be an anime guy in the audience who knows what that is. But uh, I think once you see the first couple of frames, you'd be like, "Oh, I recognize this art style." Uh, really cool, really cool. There, that was it. That was my contribution.
0: <laughs> I mean, having watched trauma movies, I know what exploitation is now, and it's not an exploitation music video but uh it yeah. it
1: sounds excessive it sounds really excessive there we go leiji matsumoto thank you sir i <laughs> i knew i knew he would come through
0: um but yeah it's it's a fun show it's got some horror horrific elements in it um just go in knowing hey this is a this is all about the music and I'm cool all uh, that is
1: let me tell you what, when when you talked about it and I saw the the thumbnail that we used, I had no idea that was coming. <laughs> I absolutely, absolutely no idea. Uh, I'm blown away by, by what I've heard today.
0: Because it looks like from the thumbnail, it's like blood machines and it's got an upside down cross that's glowing and stuff. It looks like it's, you know, some kind of satanic something or other.
1: Yeah or, or like a yeah we made a new vampire horror series on yeah. you know I was not expecting a synthwave music video
0: That's amazing So So a couple weeks ago we talked about the trauma movies I watched Yeah cuz I watched uh uh a a couple of them that were made by Trauma and one of them that was now being distributed by Trauma So the next week, um, I went back and I watched the other three Citizen – the other three Toxic Avenger movies. So that's three of them. I watched the other two Class of Nuke and High videos. So that's a total of five. And I watched Troma's War. And I watched part of Tromeo and Juliet. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, the names are perfect. So
0: that's six and a half more. Not even a half, or maybe it was a half. I don't didn't keep track. Six and a half more trauma movies I watched in that next week. And uh my verdict on that is I think I'm trauma doubt. <laughs> I think There's... that's it. I don't think... I, I don't think I can do it anymore.
1: <laughs> Is it just the same shtick over and over again?
0: No, I just... I, I think Tromeo and Juliet broke me. <laughs> um, Let's start with Troma's War. Or actually, the Nukem High 2 and 3... Um, aren't even really set in the same universe as the <laughs> Newcom High. They're they're not really set in the same continuity. They don't make sense as direct sequels. But they were uh, they were fun. They were fun sequels, and uh, you know whatever. They're all right. They're just bizarre as hell uh, exploitation movies. But you know, if you like the trauma movies, you'll like those two. Um. So, I assume they're Troma classics. They're not bad.
1: Hey, I guess trauma, there's a
0: reason they've been going for so long. Yeah. Troma's war was surprising. If it were made by a company with more money... To hire, you know, to have higher production values on everything, and you cut out the trauma attempts at humor, it would actually be a really good movie. It's kind of affecting in a lot of places. Troma's War is about a bunch of citizens from Tromaville who are on a flight uh, that passes over the Caribbean, and their plane suffers mechanical failure and crashes, and they crash land on a Cuban island. Um. And it turns out this Cuban island has a. is gathering an infiltration force to go to. uh, to infiltrate America to. uh, you know, wreak havoc and do some bad things. And they happen to have gotten there a couple of days before they launch. And in order to save their own lives and get off the island, they have to become guerrilla fighters and kill bad guys. It is better than every other trauma film I've ever seen. Sounds like Red Dawn. It's got an actual decent script. It's got characterization. It's got characters that you feel some genuine affection for. I was shocked when I found myself caring about the characters (laughs) (laughs) because I'd seen all these other trauma films and I'm like, wait a minute. What? What's going on? I care whether or not this character dies. What am I? Insane.
1: (laughs) It was an experience. So unlike all the other experiences you had. Um you you're not alone man Emmett Fitzhugh says that he's he loves cheese but he never understood trauma says I have just never gotten the trauma thing um, Me too for that matter
0: Then uh so I would say it's not quite as good as Zombie Island Massacre um but it's still got a solid idea and a better script than you would expect from a trauma film. And uh, yeah, it, it's one of the best efforts I've seen out of that studio. Wow. It's just kind of amazing is, is actually what it was when she used to trauma movies. And it could be remade and made into a, a really good film. Not nowadays, but, you know. Oh, one of the funnier things about the movie is one of the characters is this diehard feminist. And she is always complaining and always getting offended by all these things. Uh, but in the end, she, you know, has to, has to pick up a gun and fight for her life and uh, falls in love with the big, beefy guy. Uh, and, you know, they have character arcs that make sense and are kind of cool. And... They're not mocking her totally, but she doesn't come off well during most of the movie, (laughs) which, you know, big studios wouldn't do nowadays, but it was interesting to see. Um, (sighs) Citizen Toxie had the sequels. None of them were as good as the original. None of them aroused that same affection that I had for the original movie. Um, They're okay. I've seen worse movies, but they're not... They're not really... Even for trauma movies, they're not great movies. Um, and then there's Tromeo and Juliet, which I, I couldn't finish watching. I just, <laughs> I just couldn't. It just got to be too much for me. It was trashier than every other uh, trauma movie. It was. Just not good. Not good at all. Uh, I felt dirty for watching it. That's a shame. I mean, it went beyond fun exploitation into just... revolting it was just too too much it's like they it's like if there was another studio that was like trauma but even more so that was specifically based on shock that didn't have the playful humor of trauma they would have made romeo and juliet hmm it did. It, it's based on Shakespeare, and a lot of time they're talking in, you know, iambic pentameter or quoting various Shakespeare plays, um, including Romeo and Juliet. Uh, and Lemmy from Motorhead um, is the narrator, <laughs> so it had all the it had all the hallmarks that could have made it. A great movie, but they just went too far, and I don't know. Maybe it's it's the latest movie that is the chronologically the latest movie of all the ones I watched, and so maybe their audience had moved on to where they needed to keep turning up the shock value to make it funny. Um, but they they went right out of my. Uh, right out of my comfort zone with that and i was just like i'm not no i'm done
1: that's too bad
0: um
1: yeah i was just i was just discovering him at Fitzhugh clutus and james gunn he's responsible for tromeo and juliet by the way and uh and apparently when you give him a big budget and a and a Smart IP, you end up with Guardians of the Galaxy. How about that? Uh,
0: And also muzzle him and tie him down to, you know, say, okay, here's the corral, man. You can't go outside it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, Yeah, James Gunn was uh, an extra in uh, the fourth Toxic Avenger. Uh, He played a scientist that got hit by a car and run over. (laughs) And that was his entire appearance in the movie. He's there for, you know, I don't know, a second or two. And then he gets hit by a car. uh, And he talks, says a couple of words before he dies in a pool of his own blood. So, I don't know, all the people that dislike James Gunn might actually find the fourth Toxic Avenger Citizen Toxie. They might find that cathartic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the fact that he wrote Tromeo and Juliet, yeah, that's not It's
1: that's he's, not
0: totally surprising.
1: He's he's not gonna open with that. He's he's not gonna be like, Hey, why why should why should we hire you to write this next movie? He's not gonna open with, Well, have you seen Tromeo
0: and Juliet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so all in all a mixed bag kind of disappointing I guess the three movies I saw were or the two movies the two actual tromo movies I saw were like the classics and they were some of the best tromeo ever made and and since then they've struggled to make movies as good as that again just based on my you know my having now watched nine in a part tromo movies. That it was a lightning in the bottle sort
1: of thing, where ev- everything in the Toxic Avenger worked. Yeah, and, and and they haven't been able to reproduce that same kind of success.
0: Yeah, number four was almost as good as the original Toxic Avenger. Um, but it had some really really bad gross-out humor in it, Um, which I'm not a fan of. Uh. Troma's War, I would say, was about as good as the original. If you wanted to watch the best of Trauma from what I've watched, you would watch Toxic Avenger, um, you would watch Troma's War, and you would watch Class of Nukem High. And those are the three best Trauma movies out of the nine I've I've seen. Cool. Nine in a bit I've seen. So and I'm actually glad I watched. Uh, those three movies because they were entertaining. Even though they had a low budget, they were entertaining. They were made with craft. These are people who, you know, they weren't incompetent. They know how to make a movie. You don't have microphones dangling in the shot. You don't have, you know, all of these terrible things that can go wrong on a movie. Um You don't have bad audio mismatches, things like that. Um, They're just made on a shoestring budget. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, those three movies, if you want to get the best of trauma those are the three to watch. Well, you've saved me a lot of hours of pain and
1: frustration. <laughs> uh, Thank you for your service,
0: Daddy War Pig. <laughs> yes, I have gone through trauma, so that uh, you can pick the best of the best of trauma. And if you're <laughs> interested, and if you're hungry for more, you can watch the other ones that I watched. Ooh, doggy. <laughs> Um Trauma's War is a movie I actually would watch again. Let me put it that way. That's my rating on Trauma's War. At some point in the future I could see myself watching it again voluntarily.
1: That's that's really strong, actually. Well, maybe maybe I'll watch it for the first time sometime. I think you'd hate it, but go for it. <laughs> Thanks.
0: That's just my estimation.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, so so not a bad movie, but also not the type of movie I would enjoy. I think so,
0: yes. I mean, if you wanted to watch it, you know, in a couple of months and talk about it on the air, sure. I'd I'd love to hear what you thought about it. But- <laughs> <laughs> I, that would be great. Cause like, you know, I've gone back and watched movies that you've reviewed and, and mentioned my opinion of them. So I'd love to hear what you thought about it in a couple of months, but, uh, or a couple of weeks, but man, I, uh, I, <laughs> I really would. I'd love to hear what you thought about it. All right. Um, well, we'll see.
1: We'll see if it rises above irredeemable trash.
0: Now, uh, that's the show. That's, that's it. That's all the content, but we have news for next week.
1: News. I'm out of town next week.
0: So no show or no show. Yeah. No show next week. Um,
1: I was, was going to say, if you, if you wake up on Saturday, really bored and you want to do a solo show, do it, but no show next week. Um, What about the week after? I don't have anything the week after, I don't think. Well, we should do a show then. Sure, why not? All right. That's, that, is, that is our promise to you, gentle I, listeners. It could we'll, be fun. We'll be back on the 13th. Assuming the world hasn't ended, which, you know, that'd be nice. I was getting kind of bored of the place
0: anyway. Yeah, it, it's so 2020 now, man. Like <laughs> a normal year would just have a normal riot in a city. 2020 has to hold riots, and I think I counted nine cities last night. Oh yeah, that's 2020 for you. That is so 2020, and we're not even out of May yet.
1: <laughs> you're gonna, just, you're gonna wish we were back in the days of quarantine yeah
0: it's like I don't know man by September I'd be going do you remember those peaceful days in April when all he had to worry about was <laughs> whether or not wearing masks was a violation of our constitutional rights this is this is by the time that the mutant Campbell rats have decided to start I don't know eating the concrete, Colors holding up all the buildings in new york city uh, <laughs> so yeah well uh, it, it was a lot of fun
1: uh getting our minds off that stuff for a while uh, and it was great hanging out chatting with people about all the horror movies and all the stuff we talked about today i really appreciate everybody listening live it's fun to interact with you guys as well as my inimitable co-host daddy Warpig. uh thanks for a good show
0: I just waved. Like you said, inimitable co-host. And I I did a hand wave like I was waving at a camera.
1: One day we're going to have a a, a video show. One day we're going to have a video show and and that'll make sense.
0: (laughs) See, it's kicking in now. You guys don't know this. I woke up very close to start time for the show. And I decided, hey, I don't need food because uh, yeah, it's just an hour. I can get through it. And then I realized as, as we got within minutes of starting the show, I actually did need food because my brain was shut down. So I had to run off, eat some protein, eat some sugar, and come back and get ready. And now my brain is starting to fizzle because because all that quick energy is is out. It's gone. It's it's heading for the hills. And now my brain is starting to shut down. And that's where that that's where that wave came from, is my brain going, well, I did a show, I'm done. <laughs> it's out of here. Um, I want to thank everybody coming on the show. Um, I uh, appreciate everybody who's participating live who had such interesting comments and interesting questions and interesting things for my bad Russian accent to say. <laughs> Um, we want to thank everyone to, for who listens live and who are listening later. We are available at YouTube.com GeekGab. Pardon me while I take a sip. We are also available on the Google Play Store, on the SoundCloud.com, and on the iTunes Store. You can subscribe to us on the device of your choice, subscribe to the podcast, download us, and listen to us in whatever way you feel uh, is most comfortable. Go ahead and check out uh, Blood Machine's music video on Shudder. Um, avoid most of the trauma movies, uh, but check out uh, the best of trauma, which is Toxic Avenger, of Nukem High One, and, of course, Trauma's War. And uh, We uh, will see you in two weeks because uh, we're leaving you for now. But don't worry. Don't you fret. We will be back.